Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's alive! Reynolds! Reynolds! You can take me down! I've seen it all! I have seen everything! Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Inside Fantasy Sports Podcast. G'day guys, we are live for the Sunday sesh for round 14 on Insight Fantasy Sports, where we wrap up all the week for all things Supercoach. The show is brought to you by The Standard Squeeze, bringing you products to help you drink responsibly and conveniently. I'm your host, The Supercoach Matrix, and with me is The Supercoach Brain. Mate, how'd you go this week? Uh, Hello everybody, Uh, my name's Braino and I am a Nathan Cleary captainer. That was really hard for me to say. Yeah. Thanks, Braino. <laughs> what a fucking week that was. <laughs> oh, that was tough. That was tough, especially today. I mean, we were talking off air, and um, today's scores were just dismal, disgraceful, um, and just topped off by obviously captaining a bloke who goes off and gets injured for thirty-one. That was that was good. But hey, I'm not in this. I'm not the only person that did this. Uh, you know, we, we've been kind of looking into it a little bit and a lot of people a lot of people in the top one percent or five percent of teams made this move i think about 55 percent took cleary as a captain so uh i don't think it's gonna be as impactful as as what people think it'll be about what the rest of your team did um so thanks for the intro maddie how'd you go uh look to be honest um i was at 10 for 860 and Honestly, I thought that I had team of the week in my sights even. Um, I was flying, but today was pretty bad. Um, swapped deal bags out for Meany when I saw the news. Um, again, that's things that are outside of our pay grade. Um, and you sort of talked me, you know, you were having a chat and, you know, a few guys were talking to lawyers or whatever and said, look, he could just be back next week. Let's not overreact. 
So I went to change Meanie back and it was around 2 p.m. So I reversed the trade. Everything went sweet. I moved Manu back up to 5.8 and put Meanie in. Uh, but then it wouldn't let me reserve um, Harrison Edwards or Marnie. So I would have gotten AE. And it wouldn't let me go back to Meanie because the game had started. Um, so I ended up pivoted, uh, pivoting. I went to move Schuster to 5.8 and added Ellie Katoa. It worked out okay, but I would have been a lot happier with Meanie or probably saving the trade. Um, yeah, I know the Cleary captains have a bit more to complain about, but Friday, Saturday, I really didn't have anyone under 50, and uh, one of my seven players scored over 50 today. I also copped uh, Fafita's 16, uh, which if I had seen that and hadn't been, you know, out doing the mowing or whatever I was doing, I probably would have, you know, put someone in like Harrison Edwards. Um, but I should see Green Arrows this week. I got 1198 in the end, so. Yeah, 1198. Nice. I think I'm 950-something. Um, so it's it's going to be some pretty aggressive red arrows, I think, for me this weekend. Uh, but still plenty of time left. So, you know, I think they say that uh, – I'm actually, I'm not even going to try. I've got a few uh, motivational quotes about comebacks loaded up into my Google. <laughs> Ready, ready cool. for a little bit later. So yeah, I'll share them. I'll share them later. Yeah, Great, some good stuff there. I can't um, wait for the comeback tour. It will be. It will be good. It will be good. I promise. Um, some good scores in the chat as well. Uh, we've got a few thousands floating around. A few. Uh, there's a couple of eleven hundreds. Um, saw Eric got eleven eighty two. So definitely up there. I think anything over, honestly, anything over eleven hundred this week, and you'd send plenty of green. I think. Uh, and Raymond Crane is is right when he said that it is a two week window. Last week and this week probably combined is a really good way to look at this this first little buy cluster because obviously anybody who went hard at round 13 probably, like me, struggles or got maybe hit a little bit hard in round 14 with, with lack of numbers. A lot of people were running with 17 or less this week. So, yeah, 1,100 is a is a very good score. Um, I, think, I think what we're sort of saying is just don't delete the app if you've had a bad round this week. Um, you know, like you put yourself in a position to be in these these spots um, and we'll probably, you know, over the next week or so, make some plans. Like if you're outside the 40K, we'll throw you some spicy things that'll show, you know, let's just get risky with it and try and move you up in the ranks. If you're 30K, you know, might not be as risky. But, yeah, if you're top 20K after this week, uh, you can just grind away, move up a few thousand spots a week and, um, yeah, just make the right decision every week and you should be good. That's it. That's it. There's a, a bit of chat uh, in the comments, which is great. So guys, drop any questions that you have in for the coming week in the comments or just brag about your score. Let us know how you went. Um, and, and before we dive into all things NRL Supercoach, please click like at the bottom, hit subscribe. If you're listening to us on any of the audio platforms, please follow us. Uh, and if you want to go the extra mile, leave us a review and tell a mate about the podcast. We would really appreciate it. Um I get a little bit of a summary of my week. And initially, I, with Croker being out, I would have had 18, but with Croker obviously not being named this week, I ended up with 17 flats, which means I had a bit of a free loop as well, which makes me even more annoyed that I didn't take it. Um, I, I went and got Karaz early as well. So I went and got Karaz last week to free up the cash to make sure I could get Cook instead of Robson, which I'm still not overly upset about, but it meant that I couldn't get Chance Nickel Cookstat. Now, uh, I had the same opportunity this week to go and get Chance. And still didn't take it. So back-to-back weeks, he's ruined me. Uh, my boy, two, I've, been, I've been talking about CNK for a couple of weeks and I've wanted to get him in and I just haven't. I've pivoted and gone in a different direction. So that's what I get for, for not trusting my boy CNK. Um, anyway, 
that's all right. Then the deal bags news came out. There's plenty of questions about a good old deal bags in the chat as well. Um, not uh, really our, uh, like you said at the start, not our pay grade to comment on what happens and, and how that all plays out. But I think there is a reality where he might get stood down by the club. Uh, so from from our knowledge, the NRL won't stand him down because they the, the no-fault stand-down policy only applies to sentences over 11 years. Uh, so I think what he's been charged for carries a seven-year sentence. So the NRL won't get involved in standing him down, but there's a good chance maybe the club does. Uh, he does go to court on Wednesday. So we will know this Wednesday what's going to happen. Um, I think there's a couple of people around the, the Supercoach or in the Supercoach world that uh, have said that they've spoken with people in the know and think that there's a very real chance that maybe it gets thrown out on Wednesday and maybe nothing comes of it. So uh, for everybody, or most of us, I think 90% of us probably hold Dylan Brown in our teams. Um, would be a good result. No, Salty, I did not, which is another uh, really uh, annoying fade from me. Uh, and also, I didn't get John Bateman. The amount of things that I've said on this fucking podcast, or I've gone, go and get Jack DeBellin. I said, go and get Jack DeBellin four weeks early, and then he comes good, right? So I would have gone early on him. It would have been a genius move. I said last week, get Katoni Staggs. Didn't do it. He gets 90, 100. Um, Nick Meany also. So uh, I didn't go and get him, and he went and got whatever he got. So, yeah, it's been a good time. We've, we've had a good month. Yeah, but it's really hard. Like we're also at the point, like I know I'm sitting on 19 trades now. I was looking to save a few, uh, but like, yeah, we're looking at the good trade options every week. So we'll keep giving them to you. Um, yeah, take everything with a grain of salt or a brain of salt. Um, but uh, yeah, I um, yeah, I reversed a Johnny B trade really late for a Hosking, which would have been probably an extra 80 points, which is fantastic. Very nice. Very nice. Um the beauty of, I guess, falling down the rankings a little bit, I guess, if you can take a positive or a silver lining or if you cop a bit of a hit this week with the Cleary captaincy or maybe you didn't have the week you wanted, it frees up your team to make a, a few more kind of maybe more aggressive, more potty moves to play a bit of catch up. And that's where I really enjoy playing super coaches where you kind of take a, you, you, zag, you zig when others zag. Um, so over the next few weeks, hopefully we'll be able to identify some pods. Uh, at the end of the show, we'll talk through some pods, uh, some really nice pod options that we both like that are sub 20% owned in the top 1% of teams. So, yeah, um, definitely. thanks, Salty. Love your work, mate. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> uh, I already did the math in my head. It would have uh, been probably closer to 1,200 if uh, I did everything right, but that's the game. So uh, let's talk injuries, Matty, before we talk through the games. Um in the, the Rabbitohs game, we had Jai Arrow and Cam Murray both go down, which, uh, I mean, are both origin hits, aren't they? Like they, these two guys playing origin for, for Queensland, New South Wales, respectively. Yeah, and like there's a lot, lot of origin implications coming from this week. Uh, you just start to think about whether, you know, we should just play origin on a weekend and have, have the week off, have six days recovery and just see what happens. Because this was early after origin too, and uh, – sorry, Origin 1 as well. And, uh, yeah, it looks like Jai Arrow and Cam Murray are going to at least miss the next Origin game. I think Arrow was said to have a syndesmosis injury. Uh, I'm not sure how bad or whether it requires surgery or not, but usually surgery is a six- to eight-week timeout, um, yep. like Josh Adokar. So interesting watch there. I don't think it's as serious, but Cam Murray, groin injury. So very close watch for Origin 2. 
Uh, Jacob Carraz obviously injured an elbow tendon at training as well and was ruled out quite late, which threw teams into absolute carnage. Uh, obviously, for everybody who went and brought him in this week, it's an easy reverse trade to somebody else. But for people like myself, <laughs> I know there's a couple of others, uh, they went and uh, went early on Carraz. So I went and traded him back out. I just went, you know what, screw it, I'm going to cop it. Carraz has been just injured after injury after injury for Carraz, and I'm not really feeling as comfortable as I once was. Um, so I traded him to Jesse Ramian this week. So Ramian finished with 59 with no attacking stats, so I really cannot complain about that. Um, I might hold him. I'm probably going to have to, considering what other moves <laughs> I'm got going to have to make. You've got some bigger issues at the moment, man. I do, I do. And uh, for the Bulldogs also, Reed Marnie failed a HIA. So we won't see him next week either, as far as I'm aware. Which just saves me playing him and him leaking more cash. So I'm not disappointed. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, he's going to be sub 500k now. He's going to be 480, he's... I think. Yeah. Which you know what? Gross. He was looking all right. He was looking all right today when he was on the park. I don't know. Yeah. Like the eye test tells me, Reed Marnie's still a play. But when you look at a guy that you got at 500k, thinking that you're going to make a heap of money, and maybe you had the third or fourth best hooker in the game, ah, uh, yeah, it's disappointing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, Cam in the chats, maybe thinking of maybe jinxed Ramian. because he got him <laughs> into Dream Team this week. So let's hope. Let's hope he. Uh, he goes okay for me and I haven't completely ruined him. Uh, Brenko Lee out with the calf, which is a really interesting one for the Dolphins because this is a good chance now for Valence Tavare to, to come back in. Um, so a very close watch for Team List Tuesday to, to see what happens there. Uh, and also Tom Gilbert dislocated his shoulder in origin, which is why we didn't see him this weekend, but he'll spend some time out as well. We're not quite sure how long at the moment. Well, I believe he was going to get rested anyway, but yeah. And uh, Jeremy Marshall King with the AC joint. So we knew about that throughout the week. There was word that that, that came out throughout the week, but it seems like uh, that didn't recover the way they'd want it to. We know that AC joint injuries are, are pain management issues as well. Basically just needle them up. I think we can remember back to Payne Haas in the middle of the year last year where we did see a dip in performance and we did see him probably play less minutes than he normally would. And for a guy like JMK, who's going to be making a lot of tackles in the middle of the field, this is probably a concern for owners, I guess, knowing that he's going to be managing that injury over the next probably month. Yeah, it's going to be really hard. Like, even if he does get named, he's not going to be at 100%, and that's not a guy that I want to be relying on every week. So, yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, Rocco Berry, no one has him, but he was obviously out with the HIA, so he'll miss next week. Uh, Turbo also missed this week because of his HIA, but also will miss next week because of the 11-day stand-down. Uh, which is a, a kick in the nuts for, for owners there. But it's probably a bit of a free path considering he's not going to play again until round 17. I mean, you could probably move Turbo now, right? If you're if you're somebody who held Turbo up to now, you'd move him on. Yeah, the worst thing about him is he's got a really nice break even because his last game that was super coach relevant, obviously outside of origin. Uh, he played really well and got that crazy 140 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's really hard. You'd have to have a guy that's playing every other week um, in your other fullback slot. So, Yep. And the last two relevant ones, uh, Nathan Cleary, obviously hamstring injury. We're not quite sure on the severity of that one yet, but normally any, even a grade one hamstring is two to four weeks, depending on how they rehab that. And the problem with hamstring injuries are that they are a, one that's very uh, niggly and they recur a lot. So they might think he's ready to go. And then uh, from what we know about hamstrings, in the first two weeks, I think there's a 30% re-injury rate, which is the highest re-injury rate of any injury. 
So it's going to be one of those ones that, I mean, if we end up moving on for Cleary, and I'm, we'll talk about that a little bit later about our targets for who we trade Cleary out for, but uh, you'd probably want to see Cleary back for maybe a fortnight before you even jump back on. Oh, and it's so hard. Like if it was 500K sitting there, I'd consider it. But we're talking about 900K. We're talking about one of the most expensive players in the game. Like, yeah, he's max gone, isn't he? Yeah, I think so for the short term. And I mean, look, he'll probably miss Origin 2. Maybe uh, maybe he plays Origin 3. Even if he does, right, he'll rest afterwards. Knowing he's coming back yep. from an injury around this time of the year, they're going to want him ready to go and at full fitness for the finals. So there's no way Penrith are going to rest him. So he is a trade-out target now for next week if you have Nathan Clear, and you can feel pretty confident about it, I think. Um, and Jack DeBellin went down with a pretty bad head knock, bad HIA. Um, got stretched off the field in, in the last game of the night, uh, about half an hour ago now. Um, yep. But he was up and around talking and, and walking around in the change room. So I think there was fears that it could have been something worse, but the good thing is he was on his feet by the end of the game. Hey. So it's just a bad head knock. Good signs. We'll find out a little bit more later. I was, I actually made in my notes that, you know, he might miss a significant amount of time, but looking at that, you know, we might see him in a couple of weeks, three weeks maybe. So, Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think, I think Cam in the chat is on the, on the right path with the Cleary replacement with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I won't give you too many spoilers, but there's someone parting the sea there. So. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey, let's move on to game one. We'll talk through the games, guys. Uh, drop your questions and stuff, and we'll answer them as we go. West Tigers 19, lost to Canberra 20. Bit of a kick in the dick uh, as a Tigers be owner. The best, they could be the best touch football team. Like, what's a game go for? Like, 20 minutes? Yeah, yeah. We would be good for 20 minutes. But you're just yeah. got to pick the right 20 minutes as well because you just never know which yeah. one we're going to turn up for. It should make the NRL quarters. I reckon we'd at least win a quarter a game. Um, but, hey, dream the dream. 111, Dream Buller. Um, <laughs> how he just keeps going. He keeps getting better every week, and and you wouldn't think it. I remember like four or five weeks ago, we were saying, "Oh, I don't know about this guy. Fullback's a premium position. Do you really want to waste a spot for a for a, a 200k cheapie in the fullback?" And uh, he just went, "Fuck you guys. I'm good." You and you went and got an upgrade by trading out Tedesco. How good? Insane, insane. So he he'll looks- be. And looks sensational. He'll be five hundred and sixty-five thousand this week with a minus fifty break even. It's fucking nuts, man. That is insane. Honestly, I would go as far as saying that he could be a season keeper. I agree with you, but I think when my head-to-head comps and everything start coming to a point, I'm not going to rely on a Tigers player. So. Yep, fair enough. Uh, I mean, look, I can't argue with that. It was the same thing about John Bateman last week. Is is exactly like he plays for the Tigers. There's no consistency yep. there. But I feel like the Tigers are much better now than they were when we were talking about them in round four. Uh, yep. You had no faith in them in round four. Now they're actually starting to score points. They scored 18 points in fucking seven minutes or something. Like they're yep. they're starting to they're they're starting to get there. Um, I just feel like they're just, uh, it's going to be the season where maybe they go on a run and they win two games and then they lose three and they'll look like shit and then they'll come back and play well. It's it's one of those things. Um, and that's a great call, Mark. West Tigers and Titans merge. The Titans play the first half and then the Tigers play the second half. That, that would be Titans. ideal. The West Titans. The West I'm Titans. all for it. I'm all for it. I don't mind the Titans kind of jersey as well. So if we can merge, uh, I'm not a fan of orange, really. 
But um, the, if we can the somehow ba- merge. The Balmain Titans. <laughs> that might be us. No, it'd have to be the West Titans because um, uh, Mick Dell's throwing me with his comment there. Uh, did I get that out? No, this is brand new, Mickey Dell. Brand new one, mate. This is this year's one. I threw the other ones in the bin because they're a fucking disgrace. But these, this one's new. This one's good. No bin juice on this one. So, uh, uh, anyway. do you think Bateman's a buy? I did last week. Didn't get him. Do you think? Do you think he's a buy now? Like, obviously, he's going to go up in cash. What um, was his break even again? It was like forty or fifty, something like that. Yeah, forty or fifty. Yeah, and he got a hundred, so he'll go up about fifty k. So that means you're probably getting six hundred and thirty k, John Bateman. Yep. Do I think he's a buy at that price? Um, you know what? I would rather buy now at this price and the difference in price. You've got Isaiah Papali'i now that's gone a, bit, a little bit sub 550K or you've got John yep. Bateman at 630. Depends on the cash. I still think there's way more upside in Bateman, like I said last week, but IPAP is so fucking close to putting it all together. I mean, for anybody who watched him, him and Luke Brooks, Luke Brooks nearly put him through a hole about five or six times. Like the amount of work that IPAP yes, got through it. last game, it, it yeah, passed the eye test for sure. And he was so close to getting a, a try assist and he was also really close to going himself. So yes. I actually think for the difference in price, I'd rather IPAP now. So that's why I was asking you because I was sort of leaning towards that now. I would have went Bateman, but I was 3K short of a Jackson Ford trade uh, because I wanted to keep Hosking for this matchup. Didn't work out, but... You know, stick them to my laurels. That's the call that I made. Um, and I think IPAP's probably a better buy now. Uh, 80K is a lot. At this time of the year, it is. Absolutely. Uh, and I think with all, you know, we're, we're targeting trying to bring back these origin guns as well. That can be the difference between you getting back an origin gun that you wanted, that you've been planning for all year, or it could be, it could mean falling 10K short. Yep. So, and the difference between falling 10K short is the perfect example of me this weekend when I couldn't go from Karaz up to CNK because I was 10K short, so I had yep. to end up going down to Ramian. So, and, that, and that's the difference. And the same sort of thing about me with, like, you know, not being able to get in Bateman this week because of 3K. It just is what it is. So you make that decision, and it might just lead to a lot better decisions three or four times throughout the back end of the season. But, yep. but having uh, a look, like, blokes like Horsburgh and, um, and Hudson Young um, – you know, sub 50, Papalihi sub 50. He's come back to earth a little bit. But I think Joey Taps is as much of a, I suppose, a season-long keeper, a set-and-forget guy as you can get. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And regardless of what he's scored over the last six weeks, everyone's been giving him a bit of flack about, oh, he's, you know, not the not the um, Tarpany that we saw last year. But now we're starting to see it. And we, and we always see it at this time of the year. So 67, he got downgraded too. I think he was like mid-70s or something. So he must have lost a few points there, which is a bit yep. disappointing. They must have went to Nico Hines. So <laughs> anyway, uh, Tommy Talao, the only other mention there, 62. I mean, I wouldn't be buying Tommy Talao though, so we can skip through that. Yeah, there's there's not much else to talk about. I think if you had Brendan Wakeham, uh, you'd still be really happy because you probably had him expecting him to play these rounds and to get a 58 from anyone, really, that was 200K at the start of the year, you'd be pretty happy. Yep, spot on. Let's move on to the next one, hey? Warriors 30 beat the Dolphins 8. Uh, obviously, the Dolphins missing a couple of key uh, performers for them, but uh, Sean Johnson, 127, looked like kind of Sean Johnson from 2011. 
We've been saying it all year. Um, he's been tremendous when the Warriors are going well and they're a top eight, this team. But for now, for the first time in probably the last five years where they've looked really good. So, hey, ride the wave if you've got him. I think you've missed the boat, though, um, on SJ, even on a Cleary downgrade. But, yeah, you might have some different opinions. I know you're looking to chuck some spice in there. So Let's have it. Yeah, well, let's talk about it then because you reckon you've missed the boat on SJ. Yep. He's 600, 610K. Yeah. Okay. I, I disagree. He's going to be more he than has. that. He's going to be more than that. What do you have? Break even a 50. Um, yep. And he's went and thrown another 130 in there, which is really oh, good. He'll be but, about 650. Yeah, but like he just, he has that 40 in there. And I know that you can say it about Moses, but Moses has that. Averaging 70, gets 140 one week, gets 40 one week. Um, yeah, I'm just – I'm a bit more confident in the Eels than I am, I suppose, yeah. the Warriors. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I suppose if you're looking for some spice, there's something there. But I'm looking towards Moses. We'll talk about why a little bit later, but I agree with you. Um, so T- Tell me about CNK. Is he good at football or is he good at football? He is as important to this team as anyone. Yeah, you say it every week, and I agree with you. Um, I, I feel like CNK is kind of the glue for that for that Warriors lineup now. Um, we talk about Tohu Harris a lot. We talk about uh, Adam Fanua Blake. We, you know, all of these guys have got a really great forward pack and, and a bunch of leaders. But for a guy like CNK to come across to New Zealand in his first year and and to play like this is like next level. He's very impressive, and he's going to almost be out of reach now. He's going to be in the six hundreds now. Um, yep. Do you pay? Do you still pay up to get C and K and just lock him in for a season keep? I'm lucky that I don't have to make that decision because I got on him in the three hundreds. But I don't think I spend six hundred K for him. I think I find somebody that has a bit higher base uh, because we know that he has a forty in him, much like SJ. Like this is exactly the same reason I'm not looking for SJ when the forwards aren't going forward and the Warriors are not going well. SJ and CNK are going to roll out a 23 and a 38. Like, that's what worries me. Uh, whereas I'm a little more confident that the Eels can put it together and be a top eight team than the Warriors. I hope, like, I love watching the Warriors play. And, you know, that whole thank you New Zealand on the back of the Broncos jerseys last week for sending us Reese Walsh. Like, I'm thankful. But... <laughs> I, don't, I think you missed the point of that message. Well, no, no, no. You Reece Walsh. no, no, that's that's what it, we said. Thank you, New Zealand, because Reese Walsh is a star, um, and is. that's the long and short of it. But he yeah, is. I just think like if all these other guys aren't going forward, like Tohu Harris is going to score sixty every week. Uh, Jackson scored is Ford is going to score forty to eighty. I think CNK and Sean Johnson at their prices when they can roll out a thirty. Yeah, it's not for me. Yeah, yeah. So if Shots is asked in the chat, is CNK a buy? Would you would you say yes? He's a, he's still a buy, or would you say you'd look elsewhere? If I didn't have him, I would probably pass on him now. Yep. I okay. think I think uh, it's I think you missed the boat again. You've just missed the boat. The same as Sean Johnson. Yes, he's playing tremendous football. Yes, owners are going to enjoy it, but you're chasing last week's points if you're adding him. Yeah. I think there is an element of that, uh, but you can also look at CNK and know that you're probably going to get 50 from him more often than not. So, I mean, if you're looking for base, 
you can pretty much guarantee that he's a safe play. But if you're looking for maybe more upside or um, something like that, maybe there are some better options out there. Uh, Matty Garrett, host of the NBA show that will be coming very soon. Uh, next week, I think, actually, which is pretty oh, cool. I'm excited. That's going to be good, mate. You're, obviously, we're, we're both into our NBA. You're going to see you on the NBA show a little bit. I'll make a cameo here and there. But um, Cleary broke Matty this week. And like many, uh, he, he broke a lot of hearts welcome, this week. Mate. Welcome so, to the NRL. Yep, that's right. And, hey, it's just like when LeBron James goes out and misses 40 games a year. It's exactly the same kind of feeling because you can't drop him to the waivers, can you? Or no. you can. You just shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> you can in Supercoach, though, and that's what we're going to do. That's right. That's right. Lots of questions around deal bags. We'll leave that one. We'll let that one through to the keeper. We'll wait for Wednesday's court date uh, on all of that. Uh, Madison's asking, what do you think the pass score is this week? I'd probably say I, maybe 1050, maybe a little bit between 1000 and 1050. I was going to say 1040, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Just um, just from the- what I've seen happening around the place, uh, there's lots in the 900s. Um, obviously, some Cleary captains and everything, but 60% of the top th- uh, 10,000 captain Cleary. So there's going to be a lot of those. So Yeah, absolutely there will be. Um, is Hosking a sell? Yes, 100%. I will be trading Hosking this week. I can't wait to get rid of him. Uh, So he got one more point than Cleary and played uh, nearly the whole game. So, yeah, 60-odd minutes more than Cleary. He's got one more point, so real stiff. Hosking just isn't that good. Yeah. No, I disagree. To be honest, now I think that I look at Cleary and Hosking as a bit of a package deal. They're on the same side. Cleary kind of unlocks him. Is Jack Cogger going to do that? I don't think Jack Cog is going to be able to do no, much for, me, for, for, um, for Zach Hosking. So I think if you've got the flexibility to be able to move him out this week, I would move Hosking uh, very quickly. Zach Cogger has a 100% win percentage in the NRL, I believe. Does he? What a player. You should put him in a New South Wales game too, I reckon. When he, get, when he gets updated into the app, he might go in my team. Everybody's starting to talk about NBA in the chat, bit of NFL chat in here as well, guys. It's all coming. Uh, always, we always do a few NBA leagues and uh, NFL leagues as well. So hit us up and uh, obviously on, on socials if you want to be involved. We'll, we'll put a few comps together for you. But yeah, and we're gonna put we're probably gonna put it all together through our Discord. I'd say um, no plan for NFL shows just yet. Um, we only have so many hours in the day. I would love to do an NFL show in the future, but yeah, focusing on AFL. NBA and uh, and NRL at the moment. So. And BBL at the end of the year as well, when when things Ooh. die down from a super coach perspective. We've got to keep the super coach dream alive, you know? For, can't wait. Forgot about that, Gilly. Yeah, can't wait for BBL, mate. It's going to be good. Hey, uh, anything else to touch on here? We, I mean, we spoke about Valence Tavare a little bit. Hopefully, we'll be able to see him get a little bit of time. That might open up some cash generation opportunities maybe in the CTW now. And that's enough for me for a bloke that's 260. I'm looking to save a heap of cash and maybe play him in a pinch. Um, if he gets named and it looks like uh, Branko Lee and you and Aitken are out for a bit, uh, yeah, I am looking very hard at at VT dubs. Um, the only thing, like uh, Murata Niakore's finally come good. Um, is it too late now? Look, probably not. If you're looking to get spicy, um, I like Niakore. Uh, there's a couple of questions about Preston as well. We'll answer them when we get to the dogs game. Um, so hold tight. Let's move on to Gold Coast 28, getting raped by the South Sydney Rabbitohs 46. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on there. Um, uh, AJ 107, and honestly, I thought he could have scored five tries. 
yeah, 107 seems short for for watch when you watch that game. I feel like he yeah, that that could have been anything for AJ. I reckon. Yeah, and uh, I feel like he was VC'd as well by a few people. So yeah. that's a a really good shout. You would have taken the 107 VC loot, maybe. You might have kind of just got over the edge uh, on the 107. Actually, I, I know we didn't talk about it, but um, Asako got updated by like 15 or 16 and I probably would have looped him if that happened. Uh, I probably would have been worse off, but yeah, probably would have looped him if that happened. So yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, he went from 89 to 102, didn't he? So yep. he was 11. No, 89 to 114. Oh, there you go. I've got old, old numbers in here because I did it this morning. That was crazy. Um, yeah. He went 11% VC for, for Azarko. So uh, I, I think people faded that. I VC'd him, but I would have done it if the updates come a bit sooner. So, um, yeah. But yeah, Colin Matangi, somebody that I've been watching closely. Uh, the hundred comes at the wrong time for super coaches. I feel like he's going to stay that high price, and I'm not that high on him at the moment. I'm probably going to fade him now. What about um, Cody Walker with the hundred as well? Yeah. So, uh, so he was my captain. Okay. Yeah, oh, Captain, my captain. Uh, pretty happy with 100 there. Uh, VC to Sarko, um, Captain Cody Walker. Uh, I just really like the matchup. I saw the Titans as really leaky. I tell you what, I was shitting bricks when he was on 18 at halftime. And, uh, yeah, Cody Walker come up with the goods and the Titans suck in the second half. As always, hey. Um, he was 40% VC'd, so... Oh, I have a feeling there are, there's a few of those, maybe more than half, that might have faded that and taken a yep. punt on Cleary, I would say. It was uh, an awkward cons- thing. It was it was an awkward number. Yeah. Yeah, it was 98 or 97 or something like that. And I was like, oh, if he got over 100, I probably would have just gone with it. But anyway, alas. Um, Isaiah Tass refuses, still refuses to pass uh, unless it's a tap on. And he gets 92. Blake Taff, 81, Harm Sele, 78, Tanner Boyd, 75. Man, that guy's come good out of nowhere. Like the last six weeks, he's been solid. And uh, as soon as I sold him as well. I traded Tanner Boyd for Reed Marnie. So how do you think I'm going? Yeah, that's a backwards one, isn't it? Tanner Boyd just keeps getting better and Reed Marnie just disappears off the face of the earth. <laughs> I actually looked at Tanner Boyd's price today to see if I uh, if I could just get him in. Because the Titans do score a lot of points, but I don't know. He's going to stay around that 500k. It's it's hard to do it. It'd be a would would you go read Marnie back to Tanner Boyd? Nah, nah. What's the point? I got read Marnie in because of the round 16 and 19 buy. I, I don't yep. think there's much point in me going away from that now. I'm just going to stick to the plan. I, I buy prep really well. I, I, you know, I think it's easy to get a little bit upset and a little bit annoyed at the way things went this week and, and you start ripping your team apart and changing things that you plan, just stick to the plan. Stick to the original plan. At the end of the day, most people have the bones of an idea of what they want their squad to look like. So stick with that. Make a few different moves maybe that you would have made, but you don't need to change it all um, or, or get silly with it. So He was he was on 32 after like 30 minutes and then he got ruled out for the rest of the game. Could have been a really good score. Yep. Yep. Uh, where are we? Uh, Fafida, 16th off the bench, played 30 minutes. This is an interesting didn't, one, right? Didn't because... look like he wanted to be there. Didn't go hunting for the ball. Honestly, just sort of went out. I wonder if he said, hey, guys, 
I went off for a HIA. I've got a I've got a head knock on on Wednesday. I'm struggling, and they said, "Man, we need you." And he's gone. Oh, can I come off the bench or something? I don't know. It just looked like he didn't want to be there. Yeah, I agree with that. It looked like 2022 David Fafita. <laughs> That's what it looked like. And I, was, I can't remember who I was talking to, maybe someone in the Discord, and I was saying, like, it, he, he looked like he didn't want to be there. He looked disinterested. He looked like 2022 David Fafita. And I'm like, if I knew this Fafita was going to turn up this week, I would have sold him at 940K at peak price. Now we're going to get 900K David Fafita with 145 break even next week. So there's going to be some very interesting conversations happening around do I sell or do I hold David Fafita? What's your answer? Because we're both owners. Do you consider selling him now? I was considering to sell him, but obviously Cleary's a bigger sell for me now. And I'm going to rage trade Hosky. <laughs> Love a rage trade. Yeah, yeah, favorite. but like, but like I had Hosking at nearly 600k, and I didn't trade him because common sense told me that he'll come good. Everything told me that he'll come good. Oh, gee, he's playing St George. He'll come good. You know what? He scored 30 in nearly 80 minutes against probably one of the worst teams in the comp. It's time to go, Zach. Um, yeah, there's yeah, a few questions in the chat it. as well around who to go to for Hosking. Uh, obviously, the main conversation is Isaiah Papali'i and John Bateman uh, are the two that are starting to pop up in in that question. The Especially question you need to ask, draw, so. yeah, the question you need to ask yourself though is how are you looking for round seventeen? That's probably the the most important question because if you've got uh, a few Bulldogs players, if you've got Preston, if you've got Marnie, if you've got uh, maybe you went got Harry Edwards, uh, maybe you got Karaz and you kept him. There's four Bulldogs. Then you add in your Tigers players and then your Sharks players on top of that who all have the buy in round 17. So you need to be very, very careful with overloading. Otherwise, it could be another round 14 where you find yourself with 15 or 16 players and and you're in a bit of strife. So that's not a massive concern for me because I the only Sharks player that I've owned all year is Nico Hines and I currently don't own him. I will own him again, 100%, um, but not really a concern for me. But I do wonder whether... Yeah, that's going to be where I'm looking, like via Jules. Like, whether you, do you look at a Talakai or someone like that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talked about Talakai a little bit last week. <laughs> Still. Uh, that was a segue. Yeah. Another one that I said, maybe I'll get in. And I was, actually, I was very close. Uh, and I, I bailed on it again. So I reckon everybody that I said I was going to get in my team scored a try or did something pretty well or scored pretty well this weekend. So I'll, I'll try and work out who I want to go well this week. So let me know in Twitter or hit me up or whatever, and I'll talk about them on the pod and they'll have a really good week next week, but I won't buy any of them. That's how it works. Hey, um, looking at the runner show, I think we've had a bit of a chat about the discord, but can I talk about the mighty Broncos premiership favorite Broncos? I tell you what, the sharks, the sharks, they threw a lot at us, but our defense prevails. Um, Tony Staggs up there. Uh, what did he end up with? 98. Um, Corey Oates coming back. 97. Farnworth, 83. Uh, and then we talk about a couple spuds in, you know, Will Kennedy and Nico Hines, which somehow got some unicorn points to 90, but not even relevant. He's just a utility player, that Nico Hines, especially when he's playing the Brisbane Broncos. Um, 
Yeah, look, there was a lot of mids there. There was a lot of, like, Walsh had 67. Um, Haas was in the 60s. Nikara, uh, you wouldn't have been disappointed if you added him. 700K for 60s, a bit rough, but Talakai got in the 60s. Um, yeah, um, were you happy with your Ramian pick? Obviously, he played footy and Karaz didn't this week. You must be pretty happy. Yeah, 59 points more than I would have had considering I would have ended up with 16. Can you imagine if I actually had one player less and this still all happened to me? Holy shit, it'd be a bloodbath. I would have got sub 900 Yep. if I didn't do that trade. So, uh, yeah, not upset. And I might I might hold him for a bit. We'll see how we go. I'm not – I'm not. Uh, I mean, originally when we were talking throughout the week, I was like, oh, just maybe I'll just move Ramey and it's a one-week play and I'll just kind of – get somebody else or I'll go down to Tavare and and free up some cash or something, but maybe I'll just hold him now because of the Cleary issue. Honestly, like Ramian scored a good amount of points and the Sharks have been scoring like 20 odd points a week. They only scored 12 against a really good Broncos defense. It was all base. Didn't score a try. Um, I'd be pretty happy. And I wonder when the Sharks play in a leakier team, uh, whether this is all positive science. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of positives to take from it. Um, and obviously the Sharks playing 16 and 19 are great. Just just be very wary about round 17. That's all I'm thinking about at the moment is round 17. So um, I do not want to get caught out again like I did this week. So yeah. lesson learned. We will see. We'll see how tell we me about Tell me about Tonal Staggs. Um, he was sub 400, um, loves, a, loves a toe in his mouth, um, but he's going to be mid 400s this week. Um, do you think he's still a play? Like, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I tell, I tell you, what, you he's, look a defensive, he's a defensive beast and he's not playing these couple of buys coming up. But again, I said it last week, if he is your sixth and seventh option or seventh option there and you can save a heap of money on someone and you're just happy to sit him there and maybe play him a matchup or something, I still don't hate it. Yeah, I'm, I still feel the same about him. Maybe it's confirmed my original kind of inkling about him coming good. He is, he, he's a 600K guy when he's playing well. And he just went looking for the ball a little bit more on, on the weekend. I just felt like maybe he took a, a lot more tough runs and he kind of looked like the Katoni Stags of old that used to be that super coach beast that everybody used to froth over he'll in the probably get, He'll probably get selected for origin after this. You know the worst part? He'll probably go back next week and score you 22. <laughs> you know, it, it's one of those things where he'll he'll have a good game against a really good team, and he always does this. Remember, he scored ninety and a hundred or something back to back against bloody Panthers and Storm last year, and yep. and when everybody was steering clear of him. Um, when, 
When Katoni Staggs wants to play, Katoni Staggs will play. Yeah, only against good teams though. So yep. I, I don't know. Hey, what have they? Who have they got next week? Melbourne. Yep, we've got I think Melbourne. Got next Melbourne. Week. Yeah, you've got Melbourne. So maybe he does turn up again next week. And if you're looking for a, the problem is if you're looking for a downgrade from like Croker or someone like that. Well, Croker plays his 300th game this week, so you probably want to hold him for that one. Um, yep. Otherwise, are there any center wings you want to really kind of cash out on right now? Honestly, I'm really struggling because I'm looking to bank that cash because I have this real play in my head where I go Katoa to Nico Hines and I'm sitting here with all these really good center wings that I just want to hold. But yeah, we're going to have to cash out of someone at some stage. Yeah, yeah. Keep it in mind. I feel like if you're going to use him as a cash out, you've got to do it now because break even could be quite low. Stags could make some money now and get back up to that close 500. I'm not paying 500 for Stags. It's already cost you 50K. Just wait in one week. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, One thing, actually, we we skipped Discord shout out because we talked about it a little bit, but I'm going to drop the link to the Discord in the comments right now. So if anybody wants to join the Discord server, jump on in, have a chat with us, talk some shit. A few of the guys in the chat are in there. Uh, we love having a chat about anything super coach. There's NRL, uh, also AFL super coach in there as well. And if you're an NBA guy, NFL, if you like FPL, or maybe you just like a punt, there's a there's a category for everybody in there. So so jump on in. Uh, obviously, it's not something that we'll charge uh, a fee for every single year just yet. Um, maybe it will be in the future, but um, for now, we just want to kind of build it up and have a bit of a chat around Which, around super coach. Look, and honestly, sport. we're just looking to build a community, and it gives you a straight line to ask us questions. We've got a whole, we've got a whole beer selfie stream. Um, it's it's a bit of fun. I just want everybody uh, everybody to get in there and have a bit of a uh, yeah, have a bit of a dig. Um, honestly, even if we're not e- answering your trade questions, a lot of these guys in the chat that are super intelligent and watch a lot of Supercoach podcasts just get involved. They're, they're going to be answering your questions if we can't get to it as well. Um, yeah, it's just a good time. Some good minds in that in that chat. I know Brent's in the comments right now saying that he's spamming all the threads with his rants about players and stuff like that. <laughs> but you know, that, that's the fun of it because I think you know you can kind of relate to a lot of the situations at the moment. A lot of Dill Brown chat in the Discord this afternoon. So uh, yeah. I, let's move on. I noticed I noticed you write that wrote that Broncos are amazing. So we'll move on from that game after that when once I saw that in the chat. Um, but give us a quick recap of uh, what you think went uh, went on on Wednesday last week. Um, so so Queensland turned up into a sunny Adelaide crowd. Um, everybody was wearing New South Wales jerseys and. Um, yeah, and we and we come out with the win, like playing blokes like Reese Walsh, who's only twenty years old, years old, Hammer, who's not that good at footy, um, against you know your big guys like Tom Trevojevic, um, Tedesco. Give us a summary. I uh, you're asking the wrong bloke, because for me, for me, I'm one of the more realistic people when I how talk was, about the sports that I follow. How was Cairns? that I follow? Cairns was okay. It was busy. Um, I sat at Pier Bar. For anybody who's ever been to Cairns, I was at Pier Bar for the Origin. Yeah. And uh, it was fucking dead. Dead. <laughs> there was honestly maybe 30 people in Pier Bar. And usually that place pops off. Uh, I was really surprised. We just sat down, had a few beers, watched the watched the game and went. But there was like no atmosphere. So maybe that's a Queensland thing. Not quite sure. But um, you guys got up. 
hey, I, I called it though, and I've been saying it throughout the week. I'm like, I do not like the way that they pick this team. And everybody's been really, really kind of critical on, on Brad Fittler, for, and rightly so, for the way that he's picked it, not on form, but on the team that won in 2021. You're picking Turbo, who's out of form at centre. You're picking, uh, like, actually, no, Salty's good is, is on the ball because I'm sick of fucking talking about it too. You've triggered me with it. Um, but we picked a team out of position, simple as that. And I think people have been pretty harsh on Tedesco, to be fair. Um, are we happy to move on? No, no, no. I just want to talk some more about how good Reese Walsh is. He is a good player. He is good. I didn't say he wasn't. Sensational. The wrong person. I, and I think Kalen Ponga won't get a run now, so maybe – I know we're not going to talk about the Knights this week, but maybe there's a world where Kalen Ponga is a really good, really good buy right now. So, But we can head into the Roosters, and Tedesco uh, shut up the haters today. Um, if only he played a Queensland team um, where he could get 37 points. But he played the Bulldogs, got 120, and probably could have scored more points, to be completely honest. Um, uh, Adokar scored 85. TPJ looked fantastic. Um, I think him and Suolihi scored 75. I'm not reading too much into Suolihi because, if I'm being completely honest, most of the time he doesn't look like he wants to be there. Um Preston, 65, you would have been happy if you were holding him for these weeks, including the next two buys. And, um, yeah, gee, I hate Jack Turpin. So, Because uh, I watched your solo live stream last week. And I was like, yeah. what do you think about Jack Turpin as a buy? Oh, I fucking hate it. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that sounds about, sounds about right. And, and whoever asked that question, right, that they wouldn't have seen the Roosters summary Troy, in, in the preseason. It was Troy Vickers. <laughs> Yeah, oh, there you go, there you go. So if it was Troy, that's okay. It was like, fuck, that's a harsh response, but it's a true response. But he he just went, you know what? I'm going to go out. And I'm going to get 62, and and now people are going to look at him even more this week. People are going to go, yeah. oh, Jack Turpin, 62. They're going to look at last week's score and they're going to go, oh, 62. Uh, he yeah. he made 54 tackles. So I mean, yeah. look, he's going to play 60, 70 minutes. He's going to be a tackle bot, and that's fine. Like maybe he will make you some cash. Maybe he might get you from 270, 280 up to 400 or something like that. Who knows? Brandon Smith's out for a while. Uh, so I'm I'm just not wanting to do too much at hooker at the moment until I get through the buys. I've already planned it. I've got Reed Marnie sitting there. I've got Damian Cook sitting there. So I I me personally, I don't need to look at hooker. I'm not I'm not worrying about it. But people that are stuck on Sonny Luke, I mean, maybe that's an option. This could be out. This could be out. Yeah. Um, I don't and- love it. But I don't love Sonny Luke either. <laughs> so much. Man, he wasn't even playing first grade this week. So Yep. Matty Burton, um, 64. I messaged you today. <laughs> I messaged you today and I just said, and I saw the deal bags news, and I was just like, Matty Burton question mark. And you're like, I hate it. And then later on you're like, oh no, I was just jamming. I was like, no, no, no. But like really, Matty Burton. Um, yeah. I think. As blokes that have Schuster, I've got Schuster and Manu in my team. I'm probably going to look elsewhere than Matty Burton, especially like if he was still 500k, then you'd be excited. But you know what? He's 650k. He's probably going to rise a little bit more. You could do worse, but he showed his floor through this period. Um, he's still in the Origin system, so he's not completely safe. Um, I'd be happy. I'd be a proud owner if I had Matty Burton. Let me let me tell you that. But I'm not looking to waste a trade to get him. No, I, I agree with you. Um, 
I think, I mean, you look at his last four scores, they're actually nice, like 60, 90, 80, 70 yep. or something like that. Like he's actually been really good. But when does, there's going to be a point where that ends. It happened last year as well. He went on a run in the middle of the year and then it, it pitted off. So I feel so, like when you've got Moses in that position and you've got guys like, you know, with Dylan Brown, you're going to be looking for someone else and maybe that might tempt people with Burton. Uh, I, yeah. I like Ponga much more than I like Burton now that Ponga's ruled himself out of origin. Yeah. Um, and also talking about fullbacks, uh, when's the next dual position update come? Round 18. Do you think Lindsay Collins will get fullback? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I'll pick him up. Yeah, he can outlet Tedesco. So. Then again, my, my nan at the nursing home could outlet Tedesco, I think, lately. So he's, uh, poor Teddy. Poor Teddy. I mean, everybody's yeah. kind of saying, oh, Teddy's back. Teddy's back. He got 120. I'm like, bro, it's the Bulldogs. Like, yeah. first of all, the Roosters look friggin' atrocious, but Teddy actually turned up, put him on the put him on his back and got him the win somehow. The rest of them yeah. were ordinary. Uh, yeah. Teddy was good. So, I mean, yeah, you can be good for one game at club level, but we're, we've still got to look at all of the previous games this year. He just doesn't really look himself, and we'll continue to say that, I think. So, so you know how we said that there is nobody that we could downgrade in center wing? Uh a topic that I want to bring up is, is Joey Manu bad? Um, do they, did they just rush him back? Uh, because he didn't look, either he didn't look himself, he's not a 5'8", or he's not that good at footy. So tell me what do you think. Let's rule out the last one. Good footballer. Very good footballer. Yeah, okay, cool. Immense skill. I think they rushed him back. Yep. He didn't look himself. He, he'd look slow. I put on Twitter that he looked like Nelson or Sofa Solomona without the size. Like he just <laughs> didn't he didn't move well in this game. I feel like whenever he got the ball, he got it flat footed as well, which isn't his fault. But I feel like maybe just the timing of him at five eight might be a little bit out. Uh, I don't like him at five eight. The more I see him there, I really don't like it. Um, I'd rather him at fullback, which I'm really hoping is what we see in uh, round sixteen. They play round sixteen. Yeah, they do. Um, yeah. But I'm really hoping that's what we see. No, they only play one of the three major buys, which sucks. But round if, 16 could be where we get what we want from him. If he stinks it up in round 16, I think he's gone for me. I think I'm going to hold him through a couple of weeks. Uh, but, yeah, genuinely think he's probably gone for me after round 16. I've tried, and I thought that he was a season-long keeper for me. But genuinely, if he doesn't work this out in the next couple of weeks, he's he's gone for me. Yeah, I agree with that. And another one that's gone for me after round 16, if they don't pull their shit together, is Billy Smith. And honestly, I'm very, very tempted to just move him out now. I could do that. Um, but I feel like at his price, we're really limited with our options in terms of where we could go. So uh, I will if use him as a buy there, number for 16. If you're sitting there and you don't have enough and he's just just covered his break even, I believe, by another 22, honestly, like you've got – Seven spots there. I hate nothing this early, but I could just go a 200K guy. And if I can get back to this dream that I have of, of Nico, Cleary healthy. Um, originally, Dillbags was in there, but maybe it's Cody Walker and um, and Cam Munster there. If I can have those and I select my captain well out of those spots, I can see myself just heading towards the promised land. See you, Robbie. Thanks for hopping on, mate. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, you know what? I would argue Munster has been a bin the last few weeks, yep. and I reckon it's that rib injury. There's definitely yep. something going on there. Um, Thirty, Getting 30s every week for the last few weeks. Uh, I would argue, unless they sort that out, and which, look, we know rib injuries are 
slow burns and they'll recover over the next few weeks, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Ponga could be the guy. Genuinely could be the guy. If he can get through that head knock issue and he can kind of, I mean, he showed us what he could do at fullback. If they keep him at fullback and he doesn't have another HIA this year, which are both really kind of high chances of happening. Uh, maybe he's the 5'8", mo- second 5'8". I just moved on from this in my head and now you're talking me back into it. I hey, just I don't need to talk you into this. anything. I don't need to talk <laughs> you, you into anything. You know you know, I love Ponga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I'm trying to throw that out there because I know you jump at it. But... I, I will I will see it now that I'm I'm gonna cop a massive hit in the rankings this week, that might be the play for me. And yep. let's have a look and see what happens at court Wednesday. We'll make a decision yep. then. Because at the moment most people are running Cody Walker, Dylan Brown. And yep. if you are, wait until Wednesday, see what the what happens at court and how that all plays out, and then make a decision Thursday before lockout. Because I'm currently running Cody Walker, Josh Schuster, and I hate it. So Yeah, that's yuck. That's yeah, but Josh Huster has some money to make still. I think. Yep. So he's not have going. To... He's not going anywhere. He'll move, move back into second row. I'm going to move Zach Hosking and get either Dillbags back or another Ponga or someone. Mm, Ponga, I love how that that name's come up about five times in the last two minutes. Oh, stop it! Stop it! it. Tell me about how the North Queensland Cowboys are back against uh, against Munster's uh, Melbourne Storm. I tell you what, they looked like they the whole team had a rib injury today. <laughs> I uh, I put a, a picture in the chat of Tigers sixty six, Cowboys eighteen, and then under <laughs> it the Cowboys forty five, uh, Storm twenty, uh, because there are a lot of Melbourne bandwagon supporters in there that follow AFL and don't watch much NRL that jumped on the yeah. Storm bandwagon, and I thought I'd bait them with that. No one even responded in the chat. I'm actually really really disappointed. <laughs> uh, the bait didn't get taken, but anyway, we had fun. Uh, Val Holmes, 135. So for anybody who held Val Holmes, that's great. But you probably still want to move him because he's going to miss the next two rounds. He's going to miss round 15 and he's going to miss round 16. So, and then he's going to play 17, 18 and miss round 19. So you're going to get him for two out of the next five rounds. Uh, the right time to move him would have been last week. And I still stand by that because at the moment, at the moment, what's 135 divided by four? How's your maths? It's probably like 30 odd. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's 40, about 34, yeah. 33. Yeah, 30, so that's yeah. what he's going to average for you over the month. So yeah. you don't need to stress about the 135 if you sold him. But he, you, he's also going to have a low break even. So if you bring him in at the right time again, if you're planning on it, uh, yeah, you could go all right. Yeah. Uh, Semi Valame as well, 116 on debut with a Hattie. Oh, sorry, I didn't know which value you were talking about. If you bring in Val, uh, semi Valame, uh, <laughs> he was good. One sixteen. Yeah. Does he become on something now? Do people look at him now? I mean, fifth, they've got the buy next week, right? Round fifteen, the Cowboys won't be playing. So, look, do we have a look at him in round sixteen or seventeen? Three hundred eighty k had a break even of forty. Probably goes into a negative break even after a really good score. Um, no, I don't. Yeah. Unless, unless I've got a plethora of trades right now, I'm not looking at him either. Yeah. Somebody actually, messaged, somebody actually messaged me today and said, oh, what do you think of Semi? I was like, is Semi Radra back? <laughs> I've like, got too many Parramatta players. Who are you talking about? Yeah. Um, speaking of guys, I'll never bring in Peter Hiku, 114. Uh, he's going to now bait people into thinking he's an option again. He's coming no, off a 60 and then a 114. No, I guarantee you he will. That. Give me a minute. Nah. I already saw someone Someone in the chat already asked about uh, Peter Hiku. I'm not sure where it was, but I would not go there. I don't think 
Peter Hicko is an option. Uh, he, everybody did this last year. For anybody who played last year, I'm sure most of you did if you're watching a, a podcast, uh, you would have noticed that Peter Hicko started the year red hot for the Cowboys and they were winning games. And then uh, as soon as everybody bought him in, I think it was round three or four or something like that when he was starting to make a bit of cash, he then went back to getting your 30s and 40s. So I don't know whether that's an option. And especially with the buy next week, don't look at Peter Hicko now. There's no point in getting him this week, but maybe have a look in round 16 and see what the rest of their, their run looks like. I haven't looked too deeply at Cowboys, but they do have a decent run of games throughout the buyers. Uh, so... Not a bad shout. Uh, Luke Holt will chat about trades very soon when Matty gets back. Uh, Murray Tuolungi, 89. Drinkwater, 81. Meany, 85. Uh, the, the two I really like here, or oh, I like Drinkwater, um, but I feel like Nick Meany is one of those ones where you're going to regret not getting him. You're going to regret not getting him in because I don't think Pappenhausen plays this year. I just have a funny feeling. Every single thing that I've seen of Ryan Pappenhausen, they talk about the fact that uh, he's had setbacks in his rehab and he's been going through X, Y, and Z and he's, you know, setback after setback. And I feel like Meany has the goal kicking. I feel like Meany's got fullback for the rest of the year for Melbourne Storm. And I feel like he's a guy that will be a top four center wing by season's end. I feel like you're going to want him. And I think with the Storm playing around 15 through to 18 right now, it might be the perfect time to jump on considering he will still lose cash. His break even was 98 this week. So he'll still lose your five, six, seven K. Maybe you can jump on now and just ride the wave and enjoy that for the rest of the year. What are your thoughts on Meany? I think you're paying for the points. He's 680K. I wonder whether smart super coaches often pick up a guy and I suppose maybe just punters pick up a guy at 500K that they think is going to go on a really good run. Um, Nick Meany is going to score you probably 50 to 100 every game over the next four weeks. But you're paying a premium for it. Yeah, that's that's all I think. And I really love the Storm's run through round 20 to 27 uh, with no buys there. I do like the mini buy, and I wish that that trade sort of got pushed because, yeah, yeah. Eli Katoa there at 48. I'm going to make some money out of him, but, yeah, a bit disappointing. Yeah. I was very close to getting him in. I honestly would still consider it this week. I think if, yep. if I was in a position to be able to do it, maybe I'll boost. Maybe I'll burn my last boost this week. Who knows? Uh, stay tuned. That'll be a fun topic of conversation. Because you could just go, like, if you copied me, uh, you could just trade. If deal bags doesn't work out for whatever reason, um, deal bags gets traded out. You could go to Nick Meany. I don't actually like a lot of 5-8 options. Like, there's only one for me. And that's Ponga. I think I'd rather Nick Meany than Matt Burton. Yeah, I would rather. Yeah, I agree with that. Yep. I would. I'm, I would. I feel like maybe the upside of Ponga is one of those ones where I just take a punt at 580k yep. or something or whatever he is, and just go, "Yep, take me to the promised land. Average me, average me 100 for the rest of the season." And it, it's that. It ends up being that pick where you go, "Yeah, I remember when I got Ponga in round 15, and he killed it from there, and kind of got me into the top 1,000 or something like that." Yeah. Or he goes and gets knocked out and doesn't play the rest of the season. You have to trade him back out, which realistically could happen too. So, yeah. And I was just chatting, and I know uh, Arson Dragons here is chatting about, um, you know, a bit disappointing that he brought Katara in this week. But he scored nearly 50 in a team that also leaked the second most amount of points they've ever leaked under Bellamy, which is like 20 years. Like, 
he still scored well. Um, that's a great call. Um, they've only let in, I think their most points they've ever let in is 50 points. And then, yeah, they let in 44 points one other time. So, yeah, really good. I just think you're just going to have to ride the wave, wave with Katoa. I think he's almost still a buy. So, Eric's on board. I'm talking about Ponga, he's going large next week. Uh, <laughs> You know, so he talks about every player in the NRL, so he can make these. Not players. every one of them. Not every. Just Stags, Bateman, Talakai, Meany. Who else? There, there were a few last week. To be fair, I reckon I reversed. Can you mention Reese Walsh a few more times? Not a chance. I'm death riding the <laughs> shit out of him. Uh, and then I might pick him up for the run home or something. So, Years ago. So speaking of people that look really good at football, um, Salty mentioned blokes like Keon Kalamatangi. Uh, Nick Meany looked really good. All these things. Um, Jeremiah Nanai missed out on Origin. Um, probably cop that because the Cowboys have been so bad. He's coming off the bench now. G looked good, and now he's 500K. If he earns that starting spot, do you add Jeremiah Nanai? He's going to be sub 500K next week. Not interested. Tell me, no. tell me the difference between a Jeremiah Nanai and an Alex Johnston, apart from the fact that he's heaps cheaper. AJ was like low 500s when people picked him up, same price. Yeah, 550. Um, most people picked him up. Um, yeah. Nanai's going sub 500 this week. Uh, I just think if he earns that starting spot, I want him. No, no, I'm not even going near him. Did you see? I mean, maybe you haven't looked close enough, but I had him in draft. I drafted him. And every single week when I look at his score, I'm like, oh, another 32. And the guy played yeah. 80 minutes. 32, yeah. 37, 40. But, I'm like, when's this guy going to do also- anything? But he was also 700K. Like, No, but I'm talking at, draft. Yeah. I'm not even talking about his price. I'm looking at the player and going, okay, this player plays 80 minutes for the Cowboys and he's doing nothing. Yeah, but he doesn't anymore. He comes off the what, bench. What, one game? Comes off the You're bench. You're going to buy a bloke off one game. No, I'm not year, saying you buy him, nothing. but at what point do you buy him? If he earns that starting spot again, I look at him again. Because no, I think he plays 60 minutes if he starts. Okay. He got 69, right? 69. To Which is my favorite score. number. That is a good giggity. Uh, 3% of teams. Okay. He's got a couple of 70s this year. Other scores of 27, 48, 41, 31, 36 before he got injured. Uh, yeah, so two, two tries in the 74 and one try in the 70. That's fair. Uh, actually, tackle numbers are looking okay. Between 25 yeah. and 29, maybe. Uh, so not many I'm tackle just breaks. Thinking- I'm just thinking, I'm just looking at Superpods and yep. Nanai could be a guy because I just think he's good. Like he's not somebody that I would look at if he's honestly 550 and above, but he's about to drop 500. I'm not going to add him this week. But if he keeps dropping and then earns a starting spot uh, through playing lower minutes, he's just somebody that I'm going to play with. There's a couple of good points in the chat. One, the rotation for the Cowboys is something that you can never rely on. When you've got Luciano Leilua, you've got Hylam Luki, and then you've also got Nanai. Uh, how do you know? One of them's going to have to drop. One of them's going to have to share minutes or share roles. I'm not quite sure how that plays out with Todd Payton. Uh, and also, Cam's had a really good point in terms of he's one of the guys you have to play every single week. So you cop the games where he gets a try, and that's all well and good, but you also have to play him in the games that he does nothing for you, and you get 30 or 40. I wonder if at the back end of the year you just sort of play him on matchups. And also the cows have three buys left, which is a really good point. So 
yeah, there's way too many things going against him for me. I don't, it's just automatic red flags. Maybe I'm just looking at last year and going, seeing how try reliant he was. And obviously the Cowboys are rubbish this year. So it's like, well, I mean, are they are they going to turn into a good team? Because that's maybe when you consider they look, them. They looked pretty good today. Yeah, they did. I, I want to see more than one one week of good scores before yep. I look at him for sure. But hey, uh, I mean, if he goes out and gets three or four games where he scores tries and looks good, get the, and the base is okay, yeah, maybe you could tempt me. But at the moment, nah, no, not a chance. I'm not going near him. Uh, Panthers, St. George, Ravalawa, Yo, Lomax, Lealda, um, Cleary's injured. Targo's not much good to talk at about footy. In this one is there? Targo's back. Had 130 break even and scored 58. Again, at what point do I look at him? He's just one of those guys that sort of plays like a second rower in your center wing, uh, which I always really like in a in a winger. Like he sort of got oh center center winger. Um, I think he's just got a base of like 40 or 50, and he's just going to roll out and do his thing. Yeah, I agree. He's a bit. He reminds me a bit of Ramian or like Crichton or someone like that yeah. where they don't pass. Like Taruva is done. If you have Taruva in your team right now with Isaac Tungo back in that team, sell him. 100%. Uh, but I think Isaac Tungo will continue to just run the ball and not pass and do his work. So you're going to get your 50, 55 in base or 45 in base probably with that attacking upside. Uh, and obviously Luai is probably going to have a lot more control over the way that that attack runs over the next few weeks, depending on how long clear he's out. So that's actually not a bad shout. Uh, maybe a little bit too expensive. What's he priced at at the moment? I haven't it's, looked. I think it was six fifty, um, and he had one hundred and thirty six break even uh, when I was looking a bit earlier. He's got a fifty eight, so I'm oh, six sixty four, um, and he had one hundred and thirty four break even. He's not someone I'm looking at this week, but he's someone I've just put the little watch list tag on. Uh, much like Nanai, a lot of these things don't eventuate. Uh, but, yeah, I'm just going to watch him and wonder if he gets to a point. Like, if he scores 100 in the next couple of weeks, he's probably going to be outpriced as to what I want to get him at. But if I can get him at a steal in that mid-500s, he's somebody I want. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think if he gets low 500s, I'm, I'm on. Um, but have a look. Have a look for the next few weeks. Let's see what it looks like. Uh, Jack DeBellin will miss... Next week, so that's a bit of a um, kick in the dick for for owners of Jack DeBellin. Uh But would you would you hold? Probably argue yeah. that you probably just hold him, right? Because considering yeah, they weren't going to play the round sixteen, they weren't going to play round sixteen anyway, were they? The Dragons? No, they weren't. They weren't. So he's not going to play the next two weeks. Yeah, so that's fine. He would have missed the second one anyway. So that's uh, that's fine. Just hold Jack DeBellin. I think he's probably a season hold based on what we've seen from him this year. Um, otherwise. Not really much else to talk about because I don't no, want to talk you, about Cleary and make myself depressed again. Your boy Lomax got 63. Yeah. I mean, he, he scored a try off a bomb, so he didn't get the line break or any of the kind of stats you'd normally get from a try, but he still looked okay. You're going to get goal I kicks from him. I, he's a bloke that's sort of got a 50 base in him. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't say 50. Yeah, I mean, he'll maybe churn out 50 points a game. Maybe he'll get an attacking stat here and there or a try assist or something. So Yeah. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't hate it. I just don't love it. But maybe yep. there's some other better options there from those more buy friendly teams coming up. So, um, speaking of, I guess our thoughts in terms of trades and, and where we're looking, I guess it's kind of time to talk through that. Maybe do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I'll kick us off. Um, I'm already looking towards 
and I suppose I had a really good week this week. And why did I have a really good week this week? Because we forward planned. Um, I dodged the bullet of Cleary. If you've got Cleary, then, and you got a thousand or just sub or just over, then hey, you take it. You made the right decisions, and that's where you're sitting at. But I've got 13 for 16 as the way it is. Um, one, one or two of my guys I'm not super high on, so I'd be happy to swap uh, through some trades in the next couple of weeks. I'm sitting on 19 trades, um, and I still have this dream um, where I finish the year with Cleary, Nico, and like a monster, or I'm starting to mention monster now because of Dylan Brown. Um, but like a monster or a uh, N Cody Walker, maybe I have to trade Cleary. Um, but yeah, I'm still looking at moving Katoa straight to Nico because I think that'll be a season-defining moment. And maybe some trades like Hosking to Valence to Vare um, can allow some things like that to happen. Just remember, I went deal bags to Ellie Katoa, so I'm sitting here on 360k. I'm already nearly there to Nico. Um, just that one decision, like, yeah, doing that because I couldn't play Hopgood this week. Um, I've got Katoa, I've got Fafita, I've got some really good center, second rowers. Maybe that's just a really good decision to go Valence Tavare. And um, I might move Cleary onto Moses, which is going to generate some more money because I just can't sit there with 900K sitting there and not using it. Yeah. So hang on. So so talk me through what do you, so what are your moves? What are you doing? So I'm going to go Hosking to Valence to Vare, yep, and Cleary to Moses. All cash generation, um, all leaves openings to just go Katoa to Nico uh, when he plays Saint George, and uh, get Cleary back when he's back. Uh, yep. But I run Moses till then. Yeah, yeah, and uh, maybe the reasoning for that, and I think we're both on the same page with that in terms of Cleary to to Moses. Uh, initially we wanted to get Nico Hines back for round 18, right? So for anybody who faded Nico Hines or doesn't own him right now, for me, it doesn't make sense in my head to get him back now for one game against the Storm. Is it the Storm? Against uh, They've got a pretty hard matchup. Yeah, it's pretty against, sure it's against Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, to get him back against Melbourne, I mean, they didn't play well today, but overall they're an okay team. Uh, get him for one game and then he sits two games where he doesn't play around 16 and then has to buy in around 17. You can get him back around 18 versus the Dragons. I feel like maybe you've got room there to, to make a bigger play, and I feel like Moses is that play. Uh, Moses being the fact that I think he's at 750K right now. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Coming off, coming off 200s or pretty close to it, a 90 and 100. Uh, so he's break even. He's got those two nice scores and he's rolling average. He probably could make money over the next month, uh, over the next three to four weeks if he continues that. And then you might even make cash going from him to Nico or you're going Katoa to Nico and finding a, a fair bit more cash. That's yep. that's probably the play I'd prefer. But then I've got options to get Cleary or Nico down the track. So yep. I like the Moses play. The only concern for me is that I have so many Eels players. I've got Hopgood. I've got Dory. I've got Dylan Brown and I've got Gutherson in my team. Now, Dory, I mean, I'm not really over, overly fussed about that. I want to move him. So I'm not, but I don't care about him long term. But round 18, Eels have a buy. Do I really want five players missing from the one team? Do I really want to have that be that heavily reliant on one team to do well each week? That concerns me a little bit. 
if I was picking any attacking team that I was relying for attacking stats, it would probably be the Eels. Um, you know, load up on the Eels, load up on the Sharks, someone like that. Yeah. I don't hate it. Maybe Dory goes. Maybe eventually if Gutho has another shit game, maybe I move him. I mean, I'm not overly fussed on Gutherson either. Like, I was going to move him this week, to be honest. Um, got convinced think- to keep him. It might be too many trades. Like, I wonder if you like, let's see what happens on Wednesday. But you can't have Moses, Dillbags, and Gartho. No, there's a lot of line on that spine you, if they have a bad and, game. And I was baiting you before when I was saying, you know, you can't have Sean Johnson because I wanted to have an argument. But that's the other real only option with Renault missing. And, like, I'm, I'm right here. Uh, Renault's missing round 16 and 19, and you really need people that are going to play those weeks. Yeah, that's the only consideration. It's Moses or Johnston. Johnson, yep. really. That's that's the only option, um, I think. Uh, or you can go, if you don't have Nico, you could go Cleary straight to Hines, which is another legitimate option, and you just cop it. But I, I don't think I'll do that. I want to get a bit spicy with it, um, which means I'll probably go Johnson or Moses, probably Moses yep. at this point, and just and just cop it and then have a look later. I mean, and this also Moses- could be a lot. Yeah. This could be reliant yeah. on what happens on Wednesday with Dylan Brown. Yep, 100%. Because then if Dylan Brown's out of my team, I go Dylan Brown to Ponga or something like that. And then, or I could go Dylan Brown to Meany via Manu. Those are the two options yep. I'd probably prefer. Uh, then I could get Moses in. That's not a problem at all because then I wouldn't have that whole spine. Whereas, yep. uh, yeah, so maybe Wednesday's court case is going to determine all my moves for this week. Emergency pod. Maybe, maybe. Maybe we'll do a countdown show next week. We haven't done one for a while. Maybe we'll do one. I think we're um, the Broncos on Saturday, so that's all right. I can do that. Yeah, sweet. Cool. We'll, we'll have a think about it anyway. We'll I'm going to go watch Ponga live after I add him. Yeah, how good. Ponga show. Um, it could be the, the most depressing fucking Sunday show ever that we've ever done if he doesn't have a good game because uh, <laughs> we could both be on board, but we'll see. We'll see how he goes. Um, I, I could even boost next week because I want to get rid of Hosking. He's going to start to really leak some cash now. I mean, I've got guys like Christian Welch who I'd like to move out eventually because he's a bit of a spud now. He's done nothing. Um, Harry Edwards is about to peak. Billy Smith's about to peak in cash. Like, there's a lot going on in my team at the moment. So, uh, yeah, Salty, we might have to cross live to the courtroom. Maybe, maybe, Matty, I'll, I'll quickly jump into the, to court in Sydney and I'll, I'll listen yeah. in and see what's going on. We can go live yeah, cool. in the back of the courtroom. Thank you. Um, Ace attorney there. Legal is on. <laughs> that's it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I might go Hosking to. I should have cash from the Cleary down to Moses if if I do that. I could go Hosking to Bateman or Hosking to IPAP or someone like that. So yeah, or Hosking I really to Keon. Like that. Yeah, so. I think I like a West Tiger coming in um, over Keon. Yeah, I've two just buys. been I've been better this year over Keon, but um, I just know yeah, that you have to get him out later on the year. So yeah, I'd, I'd argue Keon you can hold for the year. Yeah. Anyway. That's about it, isn't it? How'd we go? Yeah, that's it. I, I, did I do okay for the amount of depression that I'm feeling from from Captain and Cleary? Because I feel like I did. Yeah, right. okay. After a run and a high, high after a solo show, like I know, I know how it felt. It was big, big shoes to come back in after you did about ten of them while I was in South Africa. So I was feeling the pressure because you did a great job, and uh, I thought, "Fuck, am I? Um, is he, Am I still going to have my spot on the podcast when I come back? Is Maddie going to like relegate me to B grade or something?" Yeah, no, we need a Tigers supporter every now and then. So that's true. Make the make the make the people feel good about themselves. 
Um, yeah, exactly. But at least, uh, at least we didn't have a Tiger supporter the Captain Cleary this week. So otherwise, we'd be really down. Yeah. Oh no! Wait, we did. Uh, at least. It's okay. At least you didn't have Hosking. <laughs> We're gonna end it. We're gonna end it, um, guys. Thanks for thanks for hopping on, having a chat with us, guys. If you haven't, please hit subscribe, hit like, or follow, all that good stuff. Uh, and we will see you maybe for a countdown. Oh no, we'll see you on Tuesday. I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll see you on Tuesday for the Tinless Tuesday show, uh, and maybe we'll do a countdown show. Hit us up in the comments if you if you want us to do a countdown show Thursday. Maybe we'll have to put the application in with the wives, but we'll see how we go. Otherwise, guys, thanks for hopping on. We'll see you Tuesday. Have a good one. Cheerio. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.